Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Thursday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Wednesday in a Kiwi build. Everybody doesn't seem to work, seems to think it's going to work, except the government. Uh, the cave rescue, let's hope that's going to work. And uh, in New Zealand's meatless burger from America. Sure, what a stash. But before any of that, uh, the deputy police commissioner... Uh, did they appoint the wrong man? So why the police minister isn't reviewing this? Well, the police minister had a hand in the, the whole business in the first place, so he's got to be he's got to step back, I guess. Anyway, Miss Martin says there's nothing inappropriate about her being in charge. The inquiry is about the processes the State Services Commission went through. Feel the smoke swirling now around this? Feel the clouds gathering? It's not an inquiry into the person, she says. And this is where we get the wool pulled over our eyes. Ms Martin, of course, will have her inquiry and to borrow a phrase, dollars to donuts, she'll come back and say, well, actually, state services did a grand job. Nothing wrong with the way they went about that. Nothing to see here. In fact, everyone involved ought to get a big pay rise and probably will. The deputy commissioner keeps his job and we all move on. Because this was not an inquiry into a person. This was an inquiry into a process. And that's where this is wrong. Because this is about a person. This is not about a process. This is about whether we have the right individual in the role of Deputy Commissioner. Whether it is okay for somebody who quite happily tried to defend people who he knew at the time were in prison if that person is the right person for such a powerful role in the police. Answer to that? Well, I think you know the answer to that. No, 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 I don't want to have my own opinions. I want you to tell me what to think. Oh, I hate it when they do that. Ah, That's Tim Dow standing in for Kate Hawksby. Um, we've, let's, um, let's uh, talk Kiwi Build now. Uh, I've got to say, Marcus Lush has really pushed himself further up the beginning of the serious end of the podcast lately. I do want to talk tonight about Kiwi Build. And I want to talk to you if it means that you get in a house. Is this between you getting a house and not getting a house? 6,000 people have already signed up to one. But there is some concern that they will be too expensive, although certainly cheaper than the way houses have been. So I thought that was slightly churlish of the net saying, well, some people can't afford them. Um, when it seems to be a government that is committed to more affordable housing. Uh, But your take on that, are you one of those people that will be going all out for a house? And it's going to be a bit weird too, because you'll actually go for a house and you won't kind of know where it's going to be. So all those other things you probably have been concerned about when you've been buying a house like location and transport and schools, once your ballot comes up, that's yours, that's your lot. So I'm quite excited about it. Um, I think there's going to be, and let's hope they're well built, and let's hope they're great houses. Um, but yeah, uh, they should be ready this time next year. People are having a lot of um, toing and froing about the thresholds. I think the threshold's 120 for a single and 180 for a couple. I don't know how much below that you'd be able to afford the house. Because, of course, otherwise um, you've got to pay tax on your income. Then you've got to pay for your existing rent. Uh, Some people might have KiwiSaver. That might work for them. 
I'm just curious to know how the numbers will stack up for you. So if you're out there driving home from um, your 14 days at the office, do let me know what this means for you. Does this mean that you might get a house, particularly if there's going to be 100,000 of them? Uh, and there's no reason to think there won't be. Yeah. Well, obviously, Marcus isn't listening to the Mike Hosking breakfast because just about every day, Mike Hosking tells us that there won't be. That they hardly build any so far and uh, they can't possibly meet the targets that they're going to meet. It's not surprising that Marcus doesn't listen to our show, of course, given that he doesn't get off the air until midnight. Our show starts at six. It's not, it's not a long sleep. Uh, right, the uh, Thai cave rescue. This is the story that's got everybody gripped, isn't it? They've been down there for a lengthy period of time, nine days, I think. And uh, all of a sudden, they're found, they think we're out, and they're not. They're going to have psychological problems of um, major disorder, I feel. Uh, there's, there's no way that they can avoid it. They're kids. They've got no context of things, apart from the fact that they're hungry and that uh, they just want to get out and go home and see mum and dad and, you know, do all the things that uh, that kids kids do in Thailand at the age that they are. The whole world has been watching this. You know, every once in a while, something like this comes along, uh, whether it's minors, and often it is, whether it's, well, I can't think of another example, people uh, people lost up mountains or something. But this is um, the fact that we've, we've seen the pictures so far underground. You know, we've got pictures now, movies. And it, it goes to show one thing about the human spirit. Never give up. Never surrender. As long as you've got breath in your body. And I'm referring specifically to the rescuers. The amount of effort that went into it, that was 10,000 soldiers and, and carting and lumping and pulling stuff all over the place, people out searching for other openings into the, um, into, the, into the caves and nothing. I've got one question, though. What on earth were they doing there? Seriously? Well, I think it's, it's a matter of a coach following through on his threats. You know, like some coaches say, um, you know, if you don't win on Saturday, uh, then it's going to be burpees at training on Wednesday. This coach said it's going to be trapped down the cave on Wednesday if you, you know, dip out of the penalty shootout or whatever. Maybe? I don't know. Uh, now, Air New Zealand, I bet they wish they could disappear down a cave at the moment because apparently they're serving the wrong burger. What is your problem exactly? Well, I think it's the symbolism of this. I mean, um, you know, the, the red meat industry has a existential threat of these uh, synthetic proteins uh, the industry itself is uh, doing its best uh, to respond and put ourselves at the top of the, the premium end of the market. And here we have Air New Zealand, our national carrier, uh, our national champion, uh, actively going out and promoting um, the alternative. And, and not just putting it on the menu, I might say, but actually promoting it and, and making mm. quite a song and dance. Well, about, so. they're going to promote it, aren't they? But that may well be because they have some customers that actually want a meat-free option. What problem do you have with that? Yeah, well, I'm not, no problem with a meat-free option. And, and frankly, if this was a, a New Zealand startup business that had an innovative uh, vegetarian uh, op- option, then all well and good. But the fact that this is a 
know, it's a foreign multinational that's developing a technology that's a genuine threat to our $9 billion red meat. Well, hold on. Is it, is it a genuine threat? It's a vegetarian option, and they're giving it a trial period. If it doesn't work, they're going to dump it. Well, it is a genuine threat. It's, a, it, it's an alternative. They're calling it a, a, an alternative a meat. It's a fake meat of sort. It's playing off the... Uh, the, the people that like meat but may have uh, some other... Yeah. So you expect um, Air New Zealand to ignore the GE substitute meat, do you? Even oh, though absolutely. even though it may well be, as beef and lamb say, you know, it may well be the way of the future. You expect them to ignore that. Surely the real question here is that they're serving burgers in business class. I would have thought it would be more of a knife and fork kind of a scenario, but there you go. Uh, they were talking about this with Andrew Dickens yesterday as well. Now... How's the countryside feeling about the fact that Air New Zealand did a big old PR thing about a non-meat burger in America? Mate, they are up in arms, as you can well imagine. And I know that a lot of urban people will have seen the stories, read the stories on this uh, no-meat burger, and, and, you know, just kind of passed on and thought of it as a no-story. But to rural New Zealand, this is an affront. They are horrified that our national carrier is being so obvious, so so promoting something. It seems like a PR stunt gone wrong, basically. Mm. It's a big song and dance. And, you know, if this was a private carrier... 100%. But this is half owned by New Zealand taxpayers. This has been bailed out by New Zealand taxpayers. <laughs> and it's been likened to, to serving and showcasing, you know, Australian wine or American wine. Part of New, Air New Zealand's brand is showcasing New Zealand. You know, uh, Clotha Southland MP Hamish Walker is urging them to reconsider and saying, you know, how are we meant to sell New Zealand? Zealand to the world if we fail to show off the mm. things that make us great. Mm. And we had a listener, um, a follower to the country, message us and say, you know, in New Zealand have benefited financially tens of thousands from our family. Unless this is some sort of a hoax, we're done with them. I will row a coac to a foreign shore <laughs> rather than pay them one cent. Oh, See, I'm completely the opposite. I've been listening to, uh, I listen to quite a few American uh, podcasts and they're always going on about the Impossible Burger. I didn't realise that it was the actual Impossible Burger that they were talking about. This thing is supposed to be the most amazing uh, meatless burger available in the world and if Air New Zealand are offering that it's almost enough to get me to fly to America and back again just so I can have it um, I'm flying back with Air New Zealand business class in a few days time from China I wonder what the hell they'll be serving me on that one I'll let you know when I get back uh, don't worry I'm not going till uh, Sunday so I'll be back here again tomorrow with more news talk Thanks.